welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of In the Life of Sean Powers podcast. We definitely thank everybody for taking the time to, uh, you know, jump in here and uh, give this one a listen. This is actually uh, one of those uh, very rare moments in radio history where you actually get to talk to somebody who has been around for a long, long time, who's got the comedy trail going all the way back, all the way to the Nixon administration, it seems. But this guy is hot. He's still going on. Uh, he's got a goodbye Yeller Brick Road final tour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the radio, Mr. Lewis Black. How you doing sir uh, it's uh, been a, it's a delightful uh you know everything gets better every day we really are figuring out what we want to do as a country and uh, it's good to see us all coming together and agreeing on what reality is i've seen a lot of your shows man um i dude i think you're one of the best in the business so uh, give us a give us a quick background on you you were born uh, in washington dc but you didn't grow up there right yeah i was born in dc but i was uh, raised in uh, silver spring maryland which is just outside of dc and uh um, and, uh, you know, went to school there. It was, uh, you know, suburban born and bred. And, uh, and then I went on to, uh, the university of North Carolina and, uh, and, you know, uh, got out of, got out of Dodge and, uh, and got out of DC. And then I worked in DC for a year. I worked for the government for a year. So when people talk about what they think about the government, they should actually go to Washington and see what the government is instead of just sitting around talking about it. Cause, uh, I worked for the government. I cared about what I was doing. We're not a bunch of idiots. I see here. You were part of the Appalachian regional commission for a while. Yeah, I was to the Appalachian regional commission, which is, uh, which was a uh, here's here's some words you're never going to hear again an anti-poverty agency well i, I know that people <laughs> out there have been shaking in their boots when they hear something like that well it's gone don't worry about it oh okay? man oh you man know, we're not worried about poverty any anymore because everybody's doing great yeah yeah the world <laughs> is perfect and everybody's uh, in a good spot here uh so you went to college and uh so when did you find out or how did you when did you figure out uh that you wanted to be a playwright and start writing plays and stuff well i, I think i started to think that out toward the end of high school. I mean, I kind of, I, wa- I knew I wanted to get involved in theater, but I also knew that I would do anything to get out of being involved in theater because I knew that nobody in my family had done it. There was no real, nobody I could, uh, you know, really turn to except I was going to see plays with my father. And uh, I got to Chapel Hill and I decided, okay, I'm going to take courses, you know, and see if there's something else that, that I really want to do. But then, uh, I got uh, suckered into uh, writing plays and started doing that until uh, I was 40. And you graduated from uh, the Yale School of Drama there. And uh, so then you started doing plays and stuff like that. And how many plays would you say you've written over your uh, over your career? Uh, uh, with, you know, I mean, with uh, some some were written with with uh, companies and stuff like that. But I'd, I'd say about, you know, some were short plays, about 40. Okay. Um, to the interest of nobody. And, and so and so, how did you end up uh, falling into the, uh, you know, the comedic circuit overall? Well, I was kind of doing it on the side just for fun. It had always fascinated me. I, 
I liked comics. I enjoyed watching comics. What they were doing seemed to be really interesting. It was kind of like theater, but not really theater. And the whole idea of getting up in front of a group of people and you're just going to make them laugh was fascinating. And uh, I started doing it for fun. And it was and really because I, I there was no, there was in a sense, I mean, the pressure of being on stage. Yeah, but there was no, I never thought I'll be doing this. I was just trying to see what it was like. And I realized since I wasn't like, heavily invested emotionally in it um, that I it gave me a chance to write and and get my writing out there so I could do all sorts of kinds of writing and and you know get in front of an audience and uh, and, and and be able to write and do my writing and uh, that was what it was about and then eventually uh, people seemed to uh, enjoy it more than well you, I mean you know what the, the really cool thing about your side of comedy or uh, you know your angle to comedy is that it it's, it's based off of real life experiences and it's based off of uh, truth, you know? And, you know, I, I remember you were on The Daily Show or you were part of The Daily Show for, for a while. You know, you'd always rant about current events and stuff. And that's where I first picked up on you quite a few years ago. And since then, you've been in a lot of movies and TV shows. I remember you were on The Big Bang Theory for a minute. Uh, you were in the movies. Yeah. Uh, the movie Accepted was another great movie that you were in. But uh, the comedy is uh, it's just it's, it was just something you fell into and it just took off. And then you're still got the passion for writing plays and stuff, which is awesome because now you have something to go back on to if you ever you know comedy ever fails you after all these years but um <laughs> but you did you, you came out with some funny uh funny albums i remember uh the white album that you came out with and uh, black to the future uh back in the day yeah. those, those are those are it's a it's a hilarious comedy because you make it you know it's real life stuff but what happened to you in 2007 where your album the carnegie hall performance you got a grammy award for that didn't you yeah i did i got i got two grammys and I can't remember what the other one was for right now. <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah, I have two of them and I've been nominated for about six, which is nice. I mean, it's been, uh, the Grammys have been good to me. So uh, it, that's been, that's been great. Also, I'm still on the daily show. You still, yeah, you're still rolling I'm, through there, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still in the longest. I'm, I'm still standing. Yeah. You know, and so, what I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I just, I, and basically I signed a contract to do another couple of years. Well, what I really like about you, you know, is that, you know, you're, you're real with everything and you know what, you were very upfront about your life in general, your struggles with depression. I've been down that road too, man, brother. I feel you on that. Uh, but, but how to pull out of that and encourage others to seek help and, uh, destigmatize what, uh, you know, mental health issues are all about and stuff. So, yeah, especially after the, you know, I mean, people try, people don't get it, but, uh, you know, because they're ignoring it, but the, the fact of the matter is the pandemic took a toll on people, a lot of people mentally. And I'd never, I'd, seriously, for me, I'd never been depressed or anxious until then. Yeah, that was right around the same time that I, I fell into it, too. So you're right. I yeah, mean, a lot I of mean, people did. And, I, and a lot of people did. And uh, and I think it was a shock to a lot of people. And I think that they're, they're still kind of sitting on it and trying to figure out how to deal with it. And we haven't because it was, it was huge. And you can, and, and what's stupid in the midst of all of this is to fight about the way people are trying to deal with it. Okay, mm -hmm. to say that somebody's doing something that, you know, if somebody wants to wear a mask and it makes them feel better and less depressed, shut up. Right. Exactly. Can't they wear a bonnet on their heads. They can walk around with a duck on their head. If it makes them happy, mm -hmm. shut up. You support a great organization, Cystic Fibrosis. Tell us a little bit about that foundation and how you got involved with that. Well, I got involved with that just because I like to play golf. It's <laughs> a mercenary side of me. Uh, I mean, they, they wanted, um, uh, they, they asked, uh, 
Rosie O'Donnell for someone. Rosie told a friend of hers, Kathleen Madigan, uh, or, or was Rosie's manager, uh, asked Kathleen Madigan okay. if she knew somebody who might want to do this. Uh, and uh, he got in touch with me, and uh, I went down for their first big, it was a golf tournament. It was over five days and uh, three days of golf. And uh, and for 25 years, I was the uh, became the host of that uh, golf tournament and it was uh, great and it was a great fundraiser and it was great to do and um, and it was incredible to watch uh, and, and people go to the CF site, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation site to see how much they've done. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, I guess I joined in and 25 years ago, I think that uh, somebody could correct me on this. It was 25, 30, 30, you know, somebody could live to 35 um, with CF and now it's, it's past 50 and they're, they're rolling. They've, they've, they have not, uh, found a cure, but what they have found is, is they've made it a lot easier for people to live with it and have healthier lives and have children, and it's extraordinary. Um, and they did, you know, and they created a kind of a way to deal with um, big pharma, as we like to now call it, uh, um, you know, but dealing with uh, dealing with pharmaceutical companies, getting them to focus on on the disease, and and, and they really kind of created. Uh, a, a, an incredible way to uh, to create medicine, and uh, it's it's kind of an amazing story. Yeah, and you've uh, you know you've come through a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of struggles on your own too, and you know you just the way you encourage people, you know, through your through your plays and through your books that you've written, and you know through the comedy and the stand up stuff that you do. So the tour is called uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. The final tour is it really going to be the final, Lewis? Yeah. I mean, I'm done. When I say the final tour, I mean, you got to realize, people don't seem to realize, I mean, I was going out for years, especially since, uh, you know, more and more since, I was doing 120, 150, 200 shows a year. And uh, I got to get back to doing some things, you know, that I want to do. I want to, I mean, I love doing that, but it's, uh, I want to also... Uh, write. I'll either write a book or a play. I'll write both. I'll work on my rant cast, and I'll pop up in places and I'll open for people. And if I have something, if a, if the theater uh, if theater's already saying, "Well, will you come back here?" I said, "If you want to do a Q and A, um, or uh, if you if you say, you know, if you want to put me on a schedule and it makes sense, I'll do it." But you know, I'm not going to do 120. 150. I'm not coming back every year. It was partly. Partly it was to tell people, you know, I was, they always thought it was, oh, he'll be back. Well, no, <laughs> no he's not going to just show up. Right. Yeah. You know, like he's done with go, us, you know, um, but because yeah, they would go, they would go, okay, well, we don't have to see him. He's coming back next, next week. And it's, that's just not the case, but it, I'll be around. I'm not going, I'll be on the daily show. Um, hopefully I'll be able to act in some things and I'll be, uh, you know, and the next thing that comes up is uh, Inside Out 2, which uh, opens June 14th. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was going to mention about that, too. But uh, So I have another question to ask, and this is from the staff here at the station. Uh, but who, in your, your you know, your professional opinion, who would you say is the most talented comedian of all time, besides yourself, of course? Oh, no, I don't. I don't even think I'm in the ballpark. Uh, I, I think I've gotten away with murder. I think um, it's a toss-up between about 
there's about seven or eight of them. They're all, it's kind of categories, but it's like George, George Carlin, uh, is, is remarkable. Uh, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, remarkable, uh, you know, um, Lily Tomlin, remarkable, um, Bob Newhart, uh, Shelley Berman. Um, I, the, there's, the list is, uh, and Lenny Bruce and, uh, I could go on and on and on. If people really want to see, uh, you know, the really want to enjoy for folks who enjoy comedy. I worked for, uh, I've been working with a group called the National Comedy Center, which is up in uh, Jamestown, New York. It's uh, it's essentially like the Library of Congress of comedy, and it's all it's eighty percent interactive. And you, you go there, and you can, if you like, stand up. There's everything about stand ups there. We have all of um, Carl Reiner's stuff. We have all of the Smothers Brothers stuff, and it's the history of comedy is there. And so, with the big show is this Friday, uh, the sixteenth of February at GLC Live at Twenty Monroe Grand Rapids. Uh, tickets are still available if you want to get them, but they're going fast. So, what kind of a show are we looking forward to this way? Is this going to be a lot of politics, or are you going to just integrate whatever? I mean, I'm basically letting it evolves. I mean, the way in which it, this, you know, I finished. Uh, you know, a, a, a while ago, I did my uh, my um, my last special, which is on YouTube. On my, I've got a, a YouTube channel, and uh, uh, it's free on there. And I did I did that, and then so I started on tour again right after that. And uh, I've just been evolving and seeing, you know, what is it? I've talked about my parents. I basically talk about how insane we are. Like that's really <laughs> it's about, it's not just politics; it's, it's insanity. It's insanity. It is. And they can say that, you know, banning books is political. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's not political. It's nuts. Okay. It's, we tried it. It doesn't work. Please stop it already. And so stuff like that, you know, we talk a bit about the healthcare system. I talk, I've got an article that was written. It's one of the funniest newspaper articles that it's from uh, Tennessee. I don't want to give away what it's about. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's just things that strike me. I, the, what's always gotten to me, but where I always kind of start is something that either makes me angry, angry or something that is so stupid. You've just got to say, this is stupid. And we're not saying it's stupid anymore. And we've got to do that. You can, you can't, we can't go on like this. You can't live in two separate realities. Mm-hmm, hey, exactly. that would be nice. Yeah, it would be. There, there's no need to have, whoever is the Republican or the Democrat debate about, um, about what's up because they're not debating ideas. They're debating realities. Okay. So let's get down to ideas again. They should start by agreeing on what's reality, what's real, what's not real. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, man. So we're talking to Lewis Black. Any, uh, any final thoughts or any final uh, things you would like to share with our audience before we uh, take off for the day? No, I'm just excited to come back to Grand Rapids. I had a great time uh, a, a while ago when the, I did a uh, comedy festival that you guys had there. It's always a pleasure to come back to Grand Rapids. It's uh, I love Michigan. I mean, I spent way, way too much time there as a kid. I was I spent a, I spent a chunk of time in uh, uh, from about uh, the end of high school through college in the Upper Peninsula. Beautiful. It's where I learned to become an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we do have to learn. But anyways, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Lewis Black coming to uh, Grand Rapids this Friday. Again, get your tickets at GLC Live at 20 Monroe. And again, appreciate you taking the time. It's our pleasure talking to you, man. God bless you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, 
Hits or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.